0: Chapter 35 of the Insect Folk. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Insect Folk by Margaret Warner Morley. Chapter 35 The Horned Corydalus. No more bugs, if you please. We are to make the acquaintance of another order of insect folk this time. I think we can find some worthy members of this new order if we go with John to a brook he knows of. Here we are. AND IT CERTAINLY IS A LOVELY BROOK, WHETHER WE FIND A DOBSON IN IT OR NOT. YES, NELL, THE DOBSON IS THE NEW INSECT WE SHALL TRY TO FIND. NOW BE CAREFUL AND NOT GET YOUR CLOTHES TOO WET, BUT WE HAVE TO TURN OVER THE STONES ALONG THE EDGE OF THE BROOK UNTIL WE FIND WHAT WE ARE AFTER. MOLLY WANTS TO KNOW HOW SHE IS TO KNOW IF SHE finds IT. WELL, MOLLY, WHATEVER YOU FIND THAT IS INTERESTING, YOU MUST SHOW US. "'Even though it is not what we are searching for, we shall enjoy seeing it. "'Look at little Nell. "'She has tumbled into the brook. "'Her foot slipped, and down she went. "'Don't cry, dearie. "'You are not wet enough to do any harm. "'The warm sun will soon dry you. "'No, indeed, you will not have to go home. "'Perhaps you will be the first one to find a dobson, after all. "'Hurrah! Hurrah! "'Hear John shout!' He must have found the first Dobson. Yes, he has. What, May, it is a horrid monster, and you have a good mind to scream? Well, scream if you want to. That won't do any harm. It isn't pretty, but we shall like to look at it. You see, it is a larva, and a big one, dark gray in color and with a thick leathery skin. Molly says it reminds her a little of the larva of the mayfly. That is in shape. Let us look at a picture of the mayfly larva. You see, it has a head, a thorax to which is attached the six legs and the rudimentary wings, and an abdomen, all distinctly separated from each other. The Dobson has a head, but no thorax. The body behind the head is divided into segments that all look very much alike, and there is a pair of legs attached to each of the first three segments. The dobson eats other larvae that it chews up with its strong jaws. It lives almost three years in the larval state, so you see it has plenty of time in which to grow. Of course it moults. It is usually to be found under stones in swift running water. Those two pairs of hooks at the tip of its body are its anchors. It clasps them about a bit of stone, or a stick that is firmly lodged, and then it can bid defiance to the swirling stream ned wonders why it is always found hiding under stones listen to john he says fishes are very fond of dobsons and that is why they hide away fishermen hunt the dobsons for bait so you see they have a hard time in spite of their large size and their strong jaws when they have lived nearly three years in the water they crawl out on the bank and hollow out a place under a stone here they lie apparently dead but they are not dead they are undergoing a wonderful transformation. It takes about a month for this transformation, or metamorphosis, as it is called, to be completed. All of our insect friends have changed gradually from larval to adult form. At each molt they become a little more like their parents, and finally at the last molt, without any resting period, out sprang the perfect insect. Not so the dobson. IT GOES INTO ITS HOLE IN THE BANK, A LARVA, ALMOST EXACTLY LIKE THE LARVA THAT HATCHED FROM THE EGG, ONLY, OF COURSE, IT IS LARGER. THERE IS NO HINT OF WINGS. IT HAS NO SEPARATE THORAX AND ABDOMEN. COULD WE SEE UNDER THE BANK WHERE IT HAS CREPT, TO UNDERGO ITS GREAT metamorphosis? WE SHOULD FIND, NOT A LARVA, BUT A STRANGE-LOOKING, MOTIONLESS OBJECT. HERE IS THE PICTURE OF ONE. SEE ITS LITTLE WING-PADS? and now it has a thorax and an abdomen. It seems to have changed and been turned to some hard substance. In this state it is called the pupa, which means doll. Is it not a cunning insect doll? But it is not really a doll. Although so still and apparently lifeless, yet it lives. Some day it will burst its pupa shell and pull itself out. Not a larva now, not a pupa, but a strong-winged insect. In its adult form, it is known as the horned chrydalus. There, I thought John was saving one for us. He had it in a box in his pocket. Now see what a—a—what shall I say? A beauty or a monster? That is just as you feel about it. It certainly is an alarming-looking insect." This one is a male, as we can tell by the long, curved jaws that look very dangerous. But in this instance, the creature's appearance is worse than its bite, and the real biter is the female, whose jaws are smaller, but very useful in nipping tormentors or biting prey. Now here she is, a fit mate for a formidable-looking companion. "'John, you are fortunate in your hunting.' in spite of its terrifying appearance see what wonderful wings the chrydalus has see john has spread out the wings of the female they are indeed beautiful may cannot understand how those great wings came out of those little wing pads when the wings were first pulled out of the wing pads they were small but they rapidly expanded and became thin and broad and long as the air touched them YOU WILL UNDERSTAND THAT BETTER AFTER A WHILE. THE CURRITALIS DIFFERS FROM ALL OTHER INSECTS WE HAVE STUDIED, IN ITS metamorphosis. IT BEGINS LIFE FAR MORE UNLIKE ITS PARENTS THAN THE OTHER INSECTS WE HAVE BEEN LOOKING AT, FOR THEY HAD THE THORAX AND ABDOMEN DISTINCT FROM THE BEGINNING. INSTEAD OF CHANGING GRADUALLY, AND REMAINING ACTIVE ALL THE TIME UP TO THE FINAL metamorphosis, OUR CURRITALIS GOES INTO THE PUPA STATE and in that motionless condition transforms to the perfect insect. This is called a complete metamorphosis. When the change is gradual, without any form, any stopping place, as it were, the change is said to be an incomplete metamorphosis. Yes, the metamorphosis of the grasshoppers is incomplete, and of the katydids and the crickets and all the other insects we have studied until we come to the dobson. Another name for the larva of insects that undergo an incomplete metamorphosis is nymph. Some books speak of the nymph of the grasshopper, and never of the larva of the grasshopper. Such books use the word larva only in speaking of the young insects that undergo a complete metamorphosis. Yes, Ned, they would speak of the nymph of the dragonfly, and the nymph of the mayfly, and the nymph of the cricket and the katydid but they would speak of the larva, of the chrydalus. Egg, nymph, adult. Those are the stages of insects that have an incomplete metamorphosis. Egg, larva, pupa, adult. Those are the stages of insects that have a complete metamorphosis. No, it is not wrong to say larva instead of nymph. I only want you to know how the word nymph is used, so that when you see it in reading about insects, you will know what it means. The chrydalus lays its eggs near the water, and it lays a great many, sometimes nearly three thousand. Think of that! The young larvae crawl into the water as soon as they are hatched, and those that escape the hungry fishes grow into these large larvae, and finally metamorphose into the big-horned chrydalus. It is such a remarkably fierce-looking creature that it has received many names that are neither complimentary nor beautiful. Such as conniption bug, alligator, and dragon, and numerous others equally expressive. Now we must go home. Let us put the Dobson back into the brook. It does no harm, and we will not kill it. Yes, Ned, there are smaller insects like the corydalus that are near relatives to it, and I am sure you have often seen them. End of chapter thirty five.